Welcome to the Sedara Whiteboard Series. My name is Nick, lead pen tester here at Sedara. If you've ever gotten a suspicious email or text message, then there's a good chance that you've already had some interaction with the subject of today's video, which is social engineering. What is social engineering? Social engineering is an attack on the human element, and it's usually an information-seeking attack. Sometimes that information is sought directly, other times that information is indirectly sought by having the social engineering attack designed in a way where an user will be fooled into doing something that ultimately leads to the information disclosure. So what are some of the, some of the goals for, for an attacker? Why would, why would somebody go through all the work of, of trying to social engineer one or a group of people? Well, first of all, uh, financial information is probably the straightforward reason. Um, Bank account information, credit card numbers, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, uh, wallets, uh, you know, anything like that would be a, an obvious target for, for somebody who is um, conducting a social engineering attack on somebody. Uh, something else that is maybe a little bit less obvious would be um, personally identifiable information or PII. This is things that are like your social security number would be a big one your address, email address, phone number, um, previous addresses, things like that are all uh, pieces of information that could ultimately lead to uh, your identity either being stolen or maybe a fake identity being um, created using your information. A third reason that a social engineer attack might take place is to uh, work on stealing intellectual property. Uh, this is something like trade secrets within a business or a corporation or more importantly, something like military secrets. Uh, fourth would be your computer's resources or your internet broadband speed. Um, these all have resources that could be beneficial to an attacker, uh, especially in the case of something called a botnet, which would be a group of infected or malware infected computers or devices that an attacker could remotely control altogether to use these resources for malicious reasons like distributed denial of service, which is an attack to try to knock a target offline, or uh, cryptocurrency uh, mining, which is using all these computer resources to work through a cryptocurrency mining process that could also lend um, financial benefit to, to the uh, attacker behind the social engineering attack. So what are some of the methods? Um, well, there's a bunch. There's probably four that I would say are the most common. Uh, first and foremost is email. Um, we get spam email all day, we get junk email all day. A lot of this would fall right under the category of social engineering. Um, sometimes it's um, an attachment that they want you to open. The attachment has malware in it. Sometimes there's a website they want you to go to in this email. Um, and the website will have a credential harvesting page where they try to steal your username and password. Or there'll be some sort of browser level exploit where, again, they're trying to essentially get malware loaded onto your computer. Um, or really any of the other goals that we talked about. A second way that we see a lot of social engineering attacks taking place would be uh, through like a text message on your cell phone. Um, same concept where there's usually some sort of link they want you to go to. That link probably has some sort of malicious behavior associated with it. A third one would be, uh, again, the phone, but instead of text message, it would be voice. So this would be somebody who calls you on the phone, pretends to be a bank, pretends to be a friend, a coworker, you know, anybody that they feel they could be convincing, posing as, um, again, to try to achieve one of the goals that we already discussed. And the fourth and probably least common way that I see um, social engineering still taking place would be through postal mail or, or snail mail, so to speak. 
um, that is going to be something like a letter or a package in the mail that is, again, trying to convince the receiver to either send information or take some action that gets um, the attacker further into their attack. Uh, that used to be a little bit more difficult. You had to have a PO box or you had to have some safe address to go and uh, retrieve the information that as an attacker you were looking for. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, with, with the uh, popularity of the internet, you know, now that snail mail could just have a, a URL or a, a link in it where um, the attacker is trying to convince the receiver of this mail to go and upload again, maybe it's financial information or documents, maybe it's just credentials, log into this page and now we have your credentials. Um, and then they could use those credentials for breaking into your email, breaking into your bank, breaking into your uh, company's VPN connection, things like this. So who might be impacted or who might be targeted by social engineering attacks? Um, just about anybody. It could be an individual, could be a business, it could be uh, the military, it could be uh, non-for-profits. There's really nobody who wouldn't be targeted. Um, here at Sonara, we will conduct social engineering uh, replication attacks in, in two primary different ways. One would be more educational, where it will send you a kind of a standard, semi-convincing target, maybe we're UPS, maybe we're something that kind of applies more broadly um, to, to most people. And we send this email out to a, a group of you know, victims, so to speak, and we we see who clicks and we pretty much just report on who clicks or who stopped clicking and maybe could take measurements over time to see who's, who's kind of improving. The other kind of more involved process that we will go through is a phishing engagement where we kind of consider it consequential. So this almost assumes that not only is somebody gonna click, but we're gonna try to take it a step further uh, in simulating this attack by either stealing credentials with our attack and trying to log into a VPN or an email box or email inbox to see what sort of information might be in there. Or um, perhaps we put malware in our email and that uh, hopefully we get somebody to click, right? And then we could see, did their antivirus stop it? Did they even click it in the first place? Um, was any of this reported through uh, malware reporting process of some sort? So we kind of see the consequences of, of social engineering and that style of engagement. If either of these engagements sound like something that you or your business would be interested in or could benefit from, reach out to us at sadarasecurity.com. Again, my name's Nick, pen tester here at Sadara. Thank you for watching the Whiteboard Series.